Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another TV edition of Sci-Fi Watcher as we talk another episode of The Orville. Glad you guys can make it again with us this week. As always, I am Corey Charette, and Mr. Brian Lee is with me again today. Brian, how's it going? Going well, Corey. How are you? Doing good, doing good. We're punching through these episodes, uh, almost to the halfway point now. Episode five this week. Let's talk about it. Called Priya, episode five, season one. October 5th, 2017, with the usual cast of characters, written again by Seth MacFarlane and directed by somebody, Jonathan Franks. Franks? Jonathan Franks? Never heard of the guy. Are you joking? <laughs> <laughs> Will Riker. Yes, Jonathan Franks directs the episode, which he's done a lot of directing over the years, obviously. Uh, the Orville saves a Captain Priya Levesque from a, a mining ship that's heading towards the sun. And hilarity ensues. Or, or should we, or should we call this episode? Seth Seth MacFarlane writes a story so he can sleep with. <laughs> That's probably it. That's what it felt like. It's like okay, let's let's write a story so I can sleep with Charlize Theron and kiss her and all this stuff. Um, or they're just buds because they did a movie together. Oh, was that the Million Ways to Die in the West? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, was, that was his girlfriend in the, the movie too. That was a horrible movie. I never watched it. <laughs> I I watched it somewhere streaming somewhere, but yeah, it was Seth MacFarlane making a western could have been amazing. No, he probably learned his lesson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hope. Let's hope. <clears throat> All right, so let's get into this one. This uh, this is the practical joke episode. It starts off with an episode of Seinfeld playing. That was hilarious, by the way. I love that. The the Junior Mitt episode. 21st century TV. <laughs> Actually, that's 20th century. <laughs> oh, 20th, sorry. That's not even this one. Seinfeld's been off the air for over 20 years. Yikes. <sighs> yeah, that tells you. But I, I love the term they use about the the star the, the comet getting pulled into the gravitational pull of a star. They call it a sun diver. Yeah. I don't know where that came from. I think that's an original thing. I I like that. Crash ship on the comet, which I think we've all seen that before. Yeah. Or should we call this Jar of Pickles episode three? I wrote that note. He said Jar of Pickles again. He said it like it's no big deal. Jar of Pickles. It's kind of like, okay. I wish he had thought of different ways to say, open the door or help But no. Of course, they get on there. They save her. La, la, la. Uh, I didn't like the the jokes with Isaac, though. I love the Mr. Potato Head. Yeah. And we learned that his eyes are just... um, They're aesthetic. Yeah, aesthetic. Doesn't really look with those things. Which I thought was a great idea. You know, they're just there for us to make us feel comfortable. So we know where to look, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, are you, are you looking at me? Are you looking behind me? What's going on? Yeah. But yeah, I love the whole the whole practical joke. That was just hilarious. Um, I mean, come on. When you saw what Charlize Theron was doing, did you think, when you first saw this, did you think she was up to no good? I couldn't, I didn't think she was. Did you? I had a feeling she was. I mean... It was just too perfect, you know? I mean, obviously. I mean, if she wasn't doing anything, this would have been a very dull episode. Yeah. But I don't think, I never would have predicted it was going where it was going. 
But the thing is, within a few seconds, that ship got pulled into the star. Mm-hmm. How did she predict that she'd be saved in t- in the nick of time? Or did she have a backup plan? Well, she says later on that they were not in any danger whatsoever. Oh, so you think she made it get sucked in? She, yeah, either, well, you, you remember, if, I mean, spoiler alert, she's a time traveler, so she could have probably figured out which comet's going in there or whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, she probably goes, okay, here's where the Orville's going to be, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. I, I mean. could be explained away. I mean, yeah, you always use time travel as an excuse for this. Uh, I like the fact, and I like, I like Kelly was very, very, um, doubtful that she's who she really is. Right. I like that, you know, checking the manifest, she's not on the manifest, well, you know, they don't really keep good, good records of crew there on the ship, blah, blah, blah. And Ed is just smitten. That's all. Well, hello. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Hi. I don't blame him. I don't either. Hello. Hey, he got what he needed before the episode ended. Right. <laughs> I mean, it. I felt bad for Alara in this episode where she's forced to go and, and search the room mm-hmm. and get demoted, basically, or, you know, a write up or whatever. Slap on the wrist. Yeah. What do they call What do they say? They, uh, a reprimand or something on a wreck? Yeah. Permanent reprimand or something? Some, like some crap like that. But I do love the whole housekeeping thing. They go knock the on door. Yeah, they, they go knock on a door. Housekeeping. Oh right. <laughs> you know, the old the old standby to see if she's really there. Um, I thought the line that was hilarious when he said, "I don't ever do it near food." You know that. Oh yeah. <laughs> that was funny. I do like that. I do like that. I did like the um, the dark matter storm. Right. Getting hit by something you can't see. And then all of a sudden, you know, Priya's like, oh, yeah, if you just do this and da 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 da, you could see everything. I was like, I was blown away because I thought she was really piloting, you know? Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, oh, wow. Because that was that was pretty impressive piloting. Yeah. I mean, the ship was going to be destroyed in the next hit. And then all of a sudden, boom, she's magically bobbing and weaving through. It's all a computer simulation. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I do, but I, I love the idea with the box. That little gray box that was not penetrable. You couldn't get into it. Right. But it took over the whole ship. And then and then the head of engineering brought old school power drill out to open it up. Old 21st century tech. You love to say 21st century today, don't you? <laughs> it's probably more 20th century, but okay. <laughs> no, but, but I... I mean- She's from the 29th century, so it's even further for her. But I love the idea that you have to go old school to 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 somehow circumvent the this modern or futuristic technology. Mm-hmm. I mean, I did like that. I mean, you missed the best part. The Gordon's leg thing was hilarious. Yeah, talk about taking a practical joke to the to the to the to the edge. I got that a little further in my notes here. How, how Gordon wakes up and his leg is cut off, is gone. It's just gone. Right. I, Isaac played the practical joke by actually cutting his leg off. <laughs> and it's like, and then he, and then I love that. And then he hides it somewhere in a ship. And then there, that was when the, they were in Kelly and uh, uh, Alora was, were in uh, Priya's room and they get caught and they're talking all of a sudden out of nowhere, the leg just falls out of the ceiling. 
Actually, there's a mess up there I read about. What was that? The leg was way too big because um, his was cut off at the knee, but oh. that leg that fell was all the way up to the hip. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't even pay attention to it, but I thought it was hilarious. They're just talking all of a sudden, a leg falls out, and they just look over and like, what the heck? Hilarious. Mm-hmm. But I did like the idea. I did like the time travel thing, that she's from the future. You know, the ship's supposed to be destroyed in that storm, but she's going to take the ship back and make money off it, and then everyone can live happily in the 29th century. Right. I mean, they were supposed to die anyway. Mm-hmm. It's how she, you know, excuses herself. Yeah, so she's it's a win-win. She makes money, they live. Yeah. Is that what they said they were just going to drop them off and they live in the, the, the future? Yeah, because she said, I'll introduce you to Amelia Earhart. Oh, that's right. Yeah, she says that. She's like, yeah, we, we'll just take you there and you, you're free to live, you know, you're free to live your life in the 29th century. Yeah. But yeah, I just... I don't I, I like the whole idea. I, Isaac tried to get in the box and of course he gets fried, but... Of course, his his memory or whatever is inside the the ship at that time. I thought that was genius because I, I was wondering what what happened to him. Mm-hmm. And of course, of course, to add comic relief to it, they had to make uh, Gordon report to the bridge, and his leg isn't fully regenerated yet. So he's got this little oh, like weird baby leg. His baby leg. Ah, uh, it reminds me of uh, Deadpool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking. It was like, oh, that's kind of freaky. Ugh. Yeah. But, you know, they go through the wormhole. Of course, we see the 29th century for like, what, a half a second. Like, oh, wow, this looks pretty cool and some weird alien race. And and then it was kind of weird that it's like how you know, Isaac sends him that weird message. And all of a sudden he's like, from, from would you like a junior mint captain? He figures out that they can take control of the navigation for some weird reason and just mm-hmm. turn around and get out of there. It's in McGovern. He's in McGovern. Yeah, I, I, I was like, how would you figure that out? I don't, no clue. <laughs> so they get back to this side, and then they destroy the wormhole on this side, and of course, Priya never exists. Which, does that make sense to you? Thank you very much. Congratulations. Welcome to Time Travel 101. <laughs> does it? So if she doesn't exist, that means that she can never. they could never have rescued her, which means they they would have gone through that thing the ship would have been destroyed seems like time should have straightened itself out so is it a mistake in what they did their logic i don't know or you can see the doctor who thing and say it's timey-wimey stuff yeah i mean that's the thing too do they because we don't know does do they remember priya right they wouldn't remember her but here's the thing i mean because seriously because that's the thing you see her in the room they blow up they, they destroy the wormhole she disappears but the ship doesn't change. The ship is still in the same spot. So did all that stuff actually happen? And then because she did come back and then the wormhole was closed? She- I think a new timeline has, was formed is, is how they would probably mm-hmm. a splinter in time. It splintered off. But you would have thought if they closed the wormhole, either either she would have never existed, that everything would have gone back to normal, or she would have been stuck in our time. Right. But I think you're right. If the wormhole wasn't there, she should disappear. But then they should be dead, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Obviously, that's a short show. Select Selective time. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I did enjoy it. 
I mean, first of all, this this is probably the this is the biggest star we've actually had in an episode without being like on a projection screen somewhere. Yeah, that's that's so strange. Um, there's some little trivia to that because they were originally supposed to film the sixth episode first, mm-hmm. and then uh, they had to switch them around because of uh, Charlize's uh, schedule. So right. they had to move this one up. Huh. Yeah. Oh yeah, you would. I mean, definitely. I mean, if her schedule says, "Hey, you have to move this episode," you're gonna move this episode. Oh yeah. And I think this is one of the most well-received ones. I think that's she's a big part of it. I mm-hmm. think the story was clever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The humor wasn't forced. Again, you know, it was one of those natural to me. I mean, I didn't feel you know, like some like a couple of the early episodes, it felt like they were pushing the jokes in there. I think they're getting better and better at writing the mm-hmm. jokes. Yeah, I they're th- not bashing over the head with it. I think know. Seth MacFarlane's not is going. Oh, this isn't Family Guy. Yeah, you know, he's like, okay, I'm done with that. So, and obviously, when we get later into the sh- in season one here, other other people are going to be writing the episodes too. So, yeah, I can't wait to talk about those. Yeah, that's going to be interesting to see if there's a different feel to that. So, uh, that's it for this week's episode of the Orville. Uh, I want to thank Brian Lee for being here today. And Brian, where can we find you online? Uh, you can find me on Twitter or Instagram with Brian Says with a Y. And of course, you can always find us at sayproductions.com slash sci-fi watcher. You want to let us know what you think about this episode? We will report it in our regular movie review episode, sci-fi watcher at sayproductions.com. Join us here live on Mondays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 midnight UTC. That's not us on Mondays. We lie. That's regular show on Mondays because that's when we do the regular show. <laughs> These episodes don't come out Mondays, so don't just ignore that. But Mondays, join us live, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 midnight UTC for our movie full-blown episode with news and everything else. I want to thank everyone for being here. Hope to see you again next time. Until then, have a good one. <laughs>